Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Do you bleed green? Are you an ultimate Eagles football fan? Well, you're in the right place. Well, you're in the right place. This is Birds 365, hosted by the new Mac and Mac, Jody McDonald and John McMullen. And here we go, here we go! Who collectively have covered and talked about more than 50-plus years of Eagles football. Kick off your day with Birds 365. You'll get debate. We love to argue. You'll get the real story from inside the locker room. And you'll hear from some of the great football minds from around the region. You're about to become an Eagles insider. Get in the game. Join Jody Mack and Johnny Mack and join the football community that flocks to Birds 365. Birds 365 starts right now. Welcome to the NFL. Let's go! Let's go! Go! an undefeated Monday morning here on Birds 365. Appreciate you guys streaming in this early with us on the Jacob Media YouTube channel. Uh, Jody Mack here with you, and unless he got significantly bigger and significantly darker, that's not my buddy John McMullen over there. That's my other pal coming in at the bullpen, bringing the big righty. Yeah, you had to bring in the righty today, man. You know, I I don't take the trip, so... You know, Mac is on his way, I guess. <laughs> that, that would be Jared Brooks, who's going to hang with me for the next uh, couple hours, and we got a lot to cover. With the Eagles going to 5-0. and um, It wasn't, yes, necessarily, wasn't necessarily pretty, but 5-0 and is 5-0. and Any way you slice it. Uh, and Barrett and I will do the breakdown thing for you for the next couple hours. Eddie Kratz, special ed, will join us in uh, hour number two, but we got uh, much to break down and we'll probably forego our uh, first hour guest. Uh, first response of the day coming in on, on our stream from Andrew Hernandez. Uh, eat crow, Jody. It wasn't pretty, but a win is a win. And Barrett, you were here on Friday filling in for John because he had to go over. And you know that I picked the Arizona Cardinals to win by one point, 27 to 26. I thought the Eagles had a chance to suffer their first uh, loss. I am ready to eat crow today. I did. I picked the Cardinals to win and the Eagles held on and won. So, yes, I'm here to eat crow today. I'm just wondering if any of our streamers who streamed in and said, uh, Jody, what the hell are you thinking? The Eagles are going to win by four touchdowns. Rondell Moore. Who the hell is Rondell Moore that he's going to cause issues and problems to the Eagles? 
Wondell Moore made a couple of big plays. I, yeah, I yeah. actually handled handy handicapped that one correctly. So uh this is me officially eating crow on my prediction that the Eagles were going to lose a very close and tight game. Oh, it was a very close and tight game. And good for the Eagles and a little lucky for the Eagles that Dicker the kicker was better than Matt Amendola, who absolutely had a makeable field goal that could have and should have sent this game into overtime. And man, if that didn't look like one of my drives out there on the golf course, holy mackerel, took a right-hand turn Slice. as soon as the ball left Slice. its foot. Yeah. Oh, man, and, you know, they, they, they did a magnificent job, you know, um, you know, with the pre-record, with the pre-recording of, of of his field goal kicking throughout um, the the beginning of, of of when they got on the field, his warm-ups were exactly the way he kicked it. So you know, I mean, that that's great white that's great work. I thought what was it by Fox by seeing that, observing that, and getting that on, and it happened exactly the way it happened uh, uh, during warm-ups, exactly how it happened on warm-ups. Yeah, they did, and uh, good production uh, by uh, Fox yesterday. Oh, they had those videos ready to go right there before yeah, they the did. Game. They rolled it out there for everyone to see the warm-ups pushing it wide to the right, and exactly what Danny uh, Dam- Danny Amendola did there. So yes, the Eagles go out to the desert, and I'll do this a couple times today. Tip of the cat, and we we uh, guessed that this was going to be the case here on Birds Three Sixty Five. Once again, a visiting stadium, this one 3,000 miles away, it's about a 50-50 split in the stadium. Unbelievable. How the, how the hell do Eagle fans get 50% of the tickets in another stadium all the way across the other side of the country? Kyler Murray had issues all day trying to call plays because the Eagle crowd was as loud as it was. Damn, do birds fu- fans fly uh, to any location that the Eagles are playing in in the National Football League. Jody Mack, I'm going to tell you this, man. It, it's, I've, I've been blessed to play with two fan bases that travel well. And the Eagles travel. They're, they're starting to be the, the 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 mecca as far as football in the NFL. I mean, talking about as far as fans going and traveling. It used to be when I played with the Steelers. They traveled everywhere. You, go, you can go to every city and there's a Steeler bar. The Eagles are starting to uh, surpass that now. Yep. I mean, it was it was literally 50-50 out there. It was like a home game. It sounded like a home. I, I was listening to warm-ups. It sounded just like they were at home, like they were in – like I, I thought it was the old vet. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's how it sounded in their state. They took over. So big ups to the fans going out there and, and, and really, you know, imposing their will. On the car, I mean, but you know, you got to understand that's a retirement place, anyways. You, know, you go to Arizona, you go there to retire, anyways, man. So you go there to retire. So there were probably a couple legal fans that only had to get in their car, not get right. on a plane right, to be able right. to drive to the game yesterday. Right. You, you go there, and then, then you know, you, you you go play golf. You know, you put your feet up. You know, that, that's that's where Arizona is. They love the the dry temperature. You know, that's that's where Seth lives. You know what I mean? That's 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 where you go to let your hair down. Well, hey. The, the, the Eagles went out there and made it happen, bro. They and, made it happen. And they do come back 5-0. and oh, And Barrett and I are going to give you the pluses, the minuses, and everything that came down yesterday. Yeah, who was Eno Brown? I mean, uh, Eno Benjamin. Hey, Eno made made a couple of nice runs. Uh, we'll, we'll break it all down for you. But one last thing uh, before uh, we, we start to give you the analysis. I, I do want to uh, – I knew I was going to take grief on the stream today, and I want to at least explain where I came from. 
uh, Davy Boy, one of our regular uh, streamers, says, Jody, you're my brother, and I love you, but don't ever pick sides against the family. Here's the deal, guys. <laughs> um, they pay me the, the eleven twenty seven an hour here on Birds 365 <laughs> to give you my honest opinion. I'm not a cheerleader. I have a, this is my podcast shirt on today. It's not an Eagles t-shirt. I'm not on the Eagles payroll either. I'm here to give you my honest opinion. I had picked the Eagles to win the first four games and cover the first four games because I thought they were going to do that because I thought they were better than the team they were playing, that I didn't think it was close, and I thought the Eagles would have win and win handily, even the opener against Detroit, which I was wrong about. They didn't cover that one when uh, altogether too late into the game before the Eagles put it away. But that, it's not my job. You guys are fans, and we love you here, and thanks for continuing to stream in with us and uh, give us the comments on the stream as well. But it's not your job to be objective. It's your job to be a fan. It's your job to get out the pom-poms and wave them and root for the Eagles and hope the Eagles go 20-0 uh, this year. Never lose a game, straight through to the Super Bowl, win that, have the parade. I get that's everybody every year. So they're not paying me or Barrett or Johnny Mack or anybody else here on Birds 365 to just come in and say, the Eagles are going to win because they're the Eagles and we want them to. That That's not our job. We have to give you our honest opinions. My honest opinion was just wrong this week, and I'm perfectly fine with that. I'm glad that the Eagles won. I'm glad that I was wrong. I will eat the requisite crow because I did think the Cardinals could sneak out a victory. And, oh, by the way, they almost did. Um, that, that's fine. Just understand what, if, if I need to explain to you what my job is, I will do so. I'm not here to uh, wave the pom-poms. But the Eagles did get the win with little help from their fan base who went all the way out there and basically took over their stadium. And Kyla Murray, uh, Barrett, the key play of the game, of course, is the Kyla Murray sprint out, come down, looks like he's going to get the first down, no timeouts left. Slid he early. goes into the slide, and he does so before the sticks, rightfully placed by the Eagles. And I've read a couple of places that in the stadium – they flashed first down on the scoreboard, and maybe Kyler Murray saw that and thought he had the first down. That's why he spiked the ball. To me, that's pretty much all irrelevant. Your job when you're the quarterback is to know exactly where that first down marker is, exactly if you made it or not. You're supposed to pick up your cue from the referees and the chain movers, not the scoreboard. So shame on Kyler Murray, even more so than the fact that he might not have known that it wasn't a first down. On the fact that he didn't get the first down. Do you think Jalen Hurts would have gone into a slide and come up short there? No, I don't and, think and, so, Barrett. And that's the difference. That's the difference between a Kyler Murray and a Jalen Hurts. I, I said it last night on a postgame show that Hurts would have made the first down. Hurts would have went all out. And, you know, people say a lot about him, you know, taking too many hits. Well, this is one of those situations where he would have needed to take a hit. And, and, and I mean, he we scored twice. With him taking hits, QB sneaks, two touchdowns from that. But at the end of the day, Jalen Hurts makes better decisions than Kyler Murray. That's why he's going to be the franchise quarterback for the Eagles. Murray just does, I, you know, his demeanor, how he carries himself, the way he bitches. He, he just, he just, to me, he just, he's just not a leader of men, not a good leader of men, you know. And I, I don't think that his squad is totally invested in him being the quarterback of that team. Everybody's invested in 
Jalen Hurts being the quarterback of this team. You know, even the backup quarterback sees how good Jalen Hurts is. And I thought it was somewhat fitting. And see if you uh, go with me on this one. Um, you were here in town at the time um, when Eagles drafted uh, Donovan McNabb and he took over and uh, he was going to be the Eagles quarterback for the next decade. And he did get him to a Super Bowl and a whole bunch of NFC championships came. So we've got Donovan in, in, in the proper perspective and the respect that he earned. But in about his third year in the National Football League, he made a conscious decision. And he even stated it on the record. I'm a quarterback. I'm not a running quarterback. That he made the decision to take running out of his game. Because Donovan McNabb could turn it upfield and make a big play like Jalen Hurts. He was that good a runner when he first came into the National Football League. And then all of a sudden, it was much less a part of Donovan's arsenal. And I think Donovan was trying to make a point that he's as good as any other quarterback. He's not just an athletic quarterback. He's not just a running quarterback. I can play quarterback the same way everybody else does here in the National Football League and be as good. I think Kyler Murray looks at it the same way. That he doesn't like the fact that he is judged as a guy who can make these great plays and scramble, make it up as he goes along. And oh, by the way, he made a bad play yesterday. You got to get that first down. That's on you, Kyler. I don't care how great you are from the pocket. And the thing that would annoy me if I were a Cardinal fan, he got paid. If he thought he needed to be that type of quarterback to get that $230 million contract, okay, fine. You got the money. You got the deal. Now do everything it takes to help your team win football games. He didn't do that yesterday. He went down too early, Barrett. And I'm going to tell you this. It's a new age for quarterbacks. Uh, I understood why Donovan did it back when he did it, because it was still a drop-back quarterback type of league. That's when running backs really ran the ball. You know, offenses were deep, uh, were different back then. These new age quarterbacks, you almost, it's, you're almost a detriment to your team if you're not mobile enough to, or functionally mobile enough in the pocket to really make some things happen. Now, one thing I love about Shane Steichen and, and, and Nick Sirianni is, they're not taking his tangibles away from him. They're not, they're not coaching the intangibles out of him. That's one of the things that makes Jalen Hurts what he is. He's dynamic as an athlete and dynamic as a quarterback. You can see he can make every throw in the in in the in, in hit every route in the route tree. Um, his arm is strong enough. He he can read defenses. You know, he's the total package right now, what we've seen for the last five games. But they're not put him in a position where they're taking his running and his athleticism away from him. He needs that. Just like you look at Josh Allen, he needs to use that in order for him to have that effect on the defense. You have to account for him as the 11th offensive guy on the field. Now, when you're a drop-back quarterback, once you hand the ball off, you pass it, I mean, you're not really counted as a guy in the number count. You know what I mean? It's, it's usually 11 against 10 when you have a, just a, a straight drop-back quarterback. But – Jalen Hurts is so dynamic that, and Josh Allen's so dynamic that they have to be accounted for in the number count when you run the ball because they can boot, they can keep it, they can zone read it, RPOs. You have to account for them. So that's 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 one of the things that I like about these new age quarterbacks. Now, can he continue to take hits like that? He's a football player. He's that's just what he is. I mean, hell, he, he squats six hundred pounds. You know what I'm saying? It's not like he's a He's a a, a, a a lightweight quarterback. It's not like he's like Josh Rosen or somebody. You know what I'm saying? He's a thick dude, a strong dude. In fact, he could be a running back. He just happens to be a quarterback with a pretty good arm 
and understands how to 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 lead a team, understands how not to make mistakes. He doesn't make many mistakes, and that's what's that's what's got them to five and zero. His ability to not turn the ball over and not make mistakes. And oh, by the way, yesterday a fine example of Jalen Hurts and his ability to run on the goal line, massive humanity being tackled from the front, pushed from the back by his teammates, doesn't phase him. He's a football player. You described it well. He's a football player. Kyler Murray wanted to be a finesse quarterback on that play that ended up costing the uh, Cardinals a legit chance to be able to uh, actually win the football game. They could have won it outright with a touchdown there. They didn't even get into overtime because Matt Amendola is not – dicker the kicker and that worked out to be (laughs) eagles advantage big time yesterday and here's the other thing that i was noting i was on the air on cbs sports radio as the uh game was ending yesterday and i said this to my uh uh, co-host zach gell after the cardinals tied it uh with the touchdown drive uh to make it 17 17 um i said to my partner here's where the eagles have to return to basics They haven't run the football as much today as they usually do. They haven't run it as effectively as they usually do. Both Kelsey and Dickerson had gone out at different stages of the game. Luckily for the Eagles, Kelsey might be the toughest. If Jalen Hurts is a football player, Jason Kelsey is a football player's football player. He is such a friggin' tough guy that he's back into that game before you could almost blink. But they didn't run it as well yesterday up until – the seven and change to go in the fourth quarter. I said, they got to get back to bed. They got to run the football. Eight consecutive running plays, eight, count them, eight miles and miles and hurts and bring in Gainwell off the bench. And they just slowly and methodically move the ball down the field. Yeah. You needed that one really good play by Jalen to uh, Goddard to get the first down to keep the clock rolling. But, that was the Eagles returning to basics and what they still do. They did it last year to make the playoffs when they started two and five. And when they needed it yesterday, they were able to reach into their back pocket and pull out their trump card, which is we still have the best offensive line in football. And if we have to, we'll come out and run the ball down your throats. No one to hold them. No one to fold them. No one to run. They know when to run the rock, bro. That's it in a nutshell. And to have that ace in your back pocket it really gives an autonomy to you know to, to really put it on people when they need to do it. The 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 mere fact that this team is so good at running the rock, which is the worst thing you can do to a defense. When you can run the ball that effectively, and the defense knows you're about to do it, and they can't do anything about it. Is 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 such a is such a downer on that defense. You know that what can they do? They can't stop it. It just it just physically just takes it out of them because they start looking at each other, they start questioning each other, and like they got away from running the rock, they got away from it. I mean, they don't have to throw if they don't want to throw, but they choose to do it. So this is one of the first times I've seen Coach Steichen get out coach for probably two two and a half quarters, as far as offensively. You know, I understand you got all those shiny new toys out there. You know, you got. You got, uh, you know, Devontae Smith out there. You got A.J. Brown out there. You got Dallas Goddard. I think they overdid the 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 speed screens or the outside screens, the tunnel screens to, to tight end and to Quez and all those guys. I mean, they're going to get Smitty killed. They give him another one of those because they're not blocking out there on the edge. 
you got to know the defense sees it. They know they're going to do that. So you got to go to some other play. So I think they ran that too much. They're going to have something new to go against Dallas. But I saw – this is the first time I saw um, the defensive coordinator um, just really – Vance Joseph just outcoached Shane Steichen for two, two-and-a-half quarters. And I know Vance Joseph. Me and Vance Joseph are close. That's my really? boy. That's my frat brother. Uh, we played against each other in college. I used to go kick it with him up in Colorado. He was actually a quarterback. But, you know, it was during the times where, you know, they weren't – they didn't have option quarterbacks. And he, he went to the Jets as a DB, and that's how he started his defensive career, being a DB. And, you know, because he was a quarterback, he understands what defenses try to do to him. And that's what makes him a great play caller. But we knew he was going to blitz. Knew he was going to blitz. And that's exactly what they got. But you can you can run on blitzes. You know, the, the great thing about running on blitzing teams is once you get past that initial blitz, there's nobody else back there. Nobody else back there. So, um. Shane's got to look within himself and say, hey, we can't get away from that again. We got to make sure running is consistently a package in our in our offense that, you know, we have to make sure we do, especially going into this week when you have defensive players with the prowess that you have with Michael Parsons and Marcus Lawrence. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Well, we'll, we'll get that. You got digs out there, you know. So, But, yeah, but, I mean, this is the first time that I saw this, this year Shane Steichen uh, – didn't stick to his guns and didn't go to what really worked. You know, I thought he tried to force the issue with the speed screens and tunnel screens, and that really put him behind the buck because we lost a lot of yardage for those type of plays. They they did, and I was surprised they ran as many as they did. I get it. You want to have balance. Yep. Any offense in the National Football League wants to be able to run it, throw it, throw it deep, throw it intermediary. You, you hope that you have every bow in your quiver that you can pull out at any time and be successful with it. They did overkill the quick wide receiver hitters yesterday. Yeah, too much. They, they much have thought they saw something in the Arizona defense. It just wasn't there. Well, yeah, yeah. That was their weakness. The weakness was their their corners. Well, it was supposed to be their corners' ability to make plays. Those guys started making plays. They stood up and were accounted for uh, in, in 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 tackling. You know, they those were supposed to be guys that you know didn't tackle well uh you could throw on them and i guess they wanted to take advantage of that because they were ranked almost last as far as um against the pass but hey those guys showed up man they came to play they were fired up man and once they got a little confidence you could see starting to grow and grow more and more in the game and they started making plays and when you got that you got to stop the bleeding and the way you stop the bleeding is with this offense is to stick with that offensive line and run the rock yeah it was close yeah, they got a little helping hand from a quarterback who misjudged the first down line. Yeah, your last-minute signee kicker was better than their last-minute signee kicker. Can put all those things into the mix, but here's the bottom line. Eagles are 5-0, and and uh, the Dallas Cowboys are coming to town. Right, he's, Barrett, he's Barrett Brooks. I'm Jody McDonald. Barrett's in for uh, Johnny Mac flying back from Arizona this morning. Uh, we'll come back. We'll break down this game even further. Ed Kratz from Sports Illustrated is going to join us in hour number two. Stay right here on the stream of Birds 365.
the greatest fans on earth. It's a bold statement, but would you expect anything less from Philadelphia? 58 years of heartache creates a toughness, a grit, a resolve not found in most. Sure, our prayers were answered, but now that we've had a taste, we're looking for more. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. Faces you know, the team you trust. The Delaware Valley's leading news program, Action News. Go for the beers, go for the cheers, go for the hit and the hits, go for the scene, go for the screens, go for the gallery, go for the win, go to ocean. Victorious Monday morning here on Birds 365 for the fifth consecutive week. The Philadelphia Eagles only undefeated team in the NFL at 5-0. But they got some company up atop of the uh, NFC East. It's the NFC beast this year. And Barrett and I uh, will certainly talk about that with the Cowboys coming in this week and the Giants off to their fair start with their impressive win against the Packers in London early yesterday. Uh, Barrett, one of the things that uh, the Eagles weren't great at yesterday, um, and I think the Eagle fans got a little spoiled after that eight-sack game against Carson Wentz a couple of weeks ago. Uh, yesterday, the Eagles were capable of only registering one sack. Nice one by Hassan Reddick, which, oh, by the way, on that play, uh, some people say, well, he's a little undersized. He's a tweener. He's not really a defensive end. He's an outside <laughs> linebacker. He just took the tackle and pushed him backwards about four yards. And then at the end, just shed him and slipped right by him to get to uh, an unsuspecting uh, Kyler Murray. It was a dynamite play by uh, Hassan Reddick, but it was the only Eagle sack of the day. They didn't get near as much pressure as they have in the last couple of weeks with their defensive line. Uh, and when they were racking up eight sacks, they were doing so without much of a blitz. They're just getting home with their front four. Not as much yesterday. I heard some people say the Cardinals offensive line was ripe for the picking coming into the game yesterday. I thought they played pretty damn well, as a matter of fact. But the Eagles were not able to generate a, a pass rush. Gannon a little short on the blitz yesterday? No, I, I think it was by design. Um, you, you, you want to go get sacks. You want your defensive line to go out there and hunt. But you have to you have to rush Kyler Murray a different way than you do a regular quarterback. Good you point. have to be very, very disciplined 
in your rush lanes. You have to understand that if you give him an alley, he's going to take it, and he's good enough that he can make you pay for it. So they brought they they rushed him a lot differently, and when they did blitz him, they brought blitzes up the middle. When you blitz Kyler Murray, I mean, when you when you rush against Kyler Murray, if you rush like any other conventional quarterback, if you try to take the arc and go around and they push you by and try to get him, that's when he goes out of the pocket and he wants to make plays. You wanted to keep Kyler Murray in the pocket because he can't see it over those offensive linemen. So that was by design. Once you got the quarterback level, that, that's when they started to just um, press the pocket. That means they keep their guy and press their guy into Kyler Murray. You press the pocket. So that's why you didn't get a lot of sacks because you wanted to keep him confined inside the um, inside the, the, the pocket so he couldn't go out there and beat you by running around like he used. His frenetic play is, is a major way on how he likes to run the offense. He likes to play scramble drill with his receivers, and you didn't want him to do that. So that's why he didn't get a lot of – a lot of the, the uh, quarterback sacks, a lot of pressure that, you know, you would usually see. They made him win from in the pocket. He just happened to have a good game and, and and you know, was able to pass the ball when he was in the pocket. But, that I mean, that was just by game planning. You know, he's better when he's running around making plays. That's when he does the best. And then when you saw at the end when they did start bringing the blitz, when, you know, when the game was on the line, they did start doing that. If you notice – as they started doing that, that's when he started breaking out, and they 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 called called run plays for him because they knew that he was trying. They were trying to get to him, and that's what you know. That's really hurt them uh, towards the end of the game, and why they got a lot of junk yardage, you know, from him scrambling around because they were trying to go sack him as opposed to keeping him contained inside the pocket. Yeah, but they didn't call that many running plays for him. The biggest play where he slid and came up short, that I don't believe was a design run. That was just Murray seeing a major opening and thinking he could get right. The they were they're rushing the passes. That's when they were rushing the pass. They they weren't disciplined in their rush lanes. They didn't they didn't mush rush him on that play. That play they were trying to go for it. They were there trying was, to go for it. Yeah. There was a gap, but it wasn't a blitz. I think it was right. just with the right. front four. And that was one of my mishandicaps from yesterday. And if you check their stats from the first four games, you should have known it. You could have known it for damn sure. Kyla Murray is not a running weapon the way that Jalen Hurts is a running weapon. Exactly. He's a thrower. Yes. Last Yesterday, Kyla Murray ran it four times, including that big play late. So up until that point, he only had three and uh, only two of them were actually of consequence. Yep. He only ran it four times all day long. Jalen Hurts ran at 15. That's almost four times as many rush attempts from the quarterback position by the Eagles and the Cardinals. That scared me going into yesterday's game. It's one of the reasons why I thought the Cardinals could actually steal it from the Eagles. I thought Murray was going to take off more often than he did. We talked about it in the first segment about is it Kyler Murray trying to make a statement that he's not a running quarterback if he has shame on him for that. But you know um, what? Yo, that was actually that was actually defense that 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 put him in that position. Defensively, they wanted to keep him inside the pocket, so that's why he didn't run a lot. You know, when he runs, it's a lot different than with Jalen Hurts runs. When Jalen Hurts runs, he's trying to go get a first down. He's legitimately running, trying to gain yards. When Kyler does it, he's not going to gain yards. He got his his mind. He's got his mind set on pushing the ball down the field. They call it a scramble drill. Um, you know that that's what they like to do. They run and try to get open and while he's running around there like a chicken with his head cut off, running around. He's not trying to go down the field. He's trying to look and get the ball down the field. He's trying to pass the ball as opposed to run the ball. 
Let me ask you a question about yesterday's, uh, again, play calling slash spreading around of the ball. Probably the lightest day that A.J. Brown has had since uh, he got here. Um, for some reason, he wasn't out there when the game started or the Eagles first played. Eagles, oh, excuse me, not when the game started because the Eagles won the toss. And as always, they defer and they kick off first. <laughs> but when the Eagles got the ball first, he wasn't out for the first couple of plays. Then he was, and they threw the ball to him uh, right away as soon as he got on the field. And then they kind of went away from him yesterday. If you're going to be throwing all these wide receiver screens, I just as soon throw it to A.J. Brown because he's bigger and stronger and more ability to break tackles than any of the know. other wide receivers. What do you think was the plan behind A.J. Brown not being as big a part of the plan as usual? You know, I'm, I, you know, I don't know exactly what the game plan is, but I thought that, you know, and you could kind of tell by how the ball was distributed, that they were, it was going to be a Dallas Goddard type of day. They wanted to focus on making sure Goddard was the weapon um, of the day. He, he was he was he was basically the, the drink of the day. You know what I'm saying? They wanted to feature him. So they made a concerted effort at getting the ball to him. And not to say that's a bad drink to go to, you know what I'm saying? I mean, you know, it is is he is a weapon. He is he is good at what he does. You know what I'm saying? Like if you get him like a couple of screens. Man, he was he was averaging like eight yards a, a pop on those screen plays until the defense started playing the um, playing on the outside like they did and became more confident in their ability to go up and tackle. But he was killing folks, man. You know, so I understood why they were they went to AJ. He opened it up a little bit, and then after that, you're right. He kind of disappeared from the offense. Then they started going to um, Smitty, and you know the Slim Reaper man. They were they were tattooing him once they started getting that confident. And making plays, they were running through those outside blocks for those speed screens they were trying to run. And I don't know why we just didn't go back to what we usually do. You know what I'm saying? Why why not go back to AJ? You know, it seemed like he became uh, null and void in the offense again. You know, and they stopped running the ball. You know, so I, like I said, for two and a half quarters, I, I, I must say Shane Steichen got out coached for two and a half quarters. And, oh, by the way, throwing a lot to Dallas Goddard is not necessarily a bad thing. I, right, a, right, right. A little surprised that uh, a little less than A.J. usually what do you have? But Yeah, what do you have, like 95 yards? Um, eight catches for 95 yards. Yeah, I, yeah. I was on WIP yesterday morning uh, with my buddy Glenn Mack now. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. he's, I can't believe you're picking a card. I said, yeah, by one point, I'm going to take the Cardinals plus five and a half. Oh, by the way, I, I, that was a win. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, but I actually thought the Cardinals had a chance to steal the game. Uh, I said, one of the things that scared me uh, with the Cardinals going into the game was I thought Zach Ertz could have a big game. Um, Murray likes to throw it to him. If you're going to spy Kaiser White, and that's what most people thought was going to be the case, and they did it on a lot of plays yesterday. Kaiser was locked in on Murray to try and make sure he doesn't take off and make a big play with his legs, which, oh, by the way, we now after the fact, isn't really what he wants to do. He'd rather just run around behind the line of scrimmage and wait till maybe he gets a guy open and then throw the football. He doesn't just take off and take the yards and make the uh, move the sticks the way that uh, Jalen Hurts does. But that's the way they defended. I thought that was going to be the case which meant a lot of safety one-on-one coverage against uh, Zach Ertz, and I thought he could uh, make plays. Well, Ertz had a good game yesterday, solid game yesterday. Six catches for 48 yards, nice game. But compared to Dallas Goddard, which is where I was wrong, I said I thought Ertz might – I thought Goddard would do well because Arizona isn't great at covering the tight end either. I said both tight ends are going to have good days. 
Goddard eight for 95. That's the difference between the two guys. And I know Zach Ertz is going to be all-time favorite Eagle uh, player slash tight end. Um, but the difference between those two guys is all about yak. Yes. Yards we'll after tell. catch. Absolutely. Zach catches it and Zach gets tackled. Goddard <laughs> catches it and he either makes people miss and or he's physical and strong enough that he fights his way through tackles. Goddard, 12 yards per reception. Ertz, 8 yards per reception. Doesn't sound like a lot, but it adds up over the course of a game. And that was huge yesterday. The biggest offensive play of the game was that Goddard pass on the Eagles' last uh, drive to give them the first down. Unbelievable on that play. I mean, you know, they brought the blitz. They brought the house on that. We call that zero blitz. That means if you're not covering somebody, that means you're rushing the quarterback. You're 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 going. So if we have three receivers in, and and and, and a tight end in, there's three guys on the three receivers and one guy on the uh, on 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 Dallas Goddard, and they brought everybody else. They brought the house, and it just so happens that on that play, our quarterback Jalen Hurts checks to a play, and when he checked to it, it was the perfect play because it. It was the blitz beater, and he got it too. Got it on the play. I mean, it was it was a, you know it was a, a a wish and a prayer. He knew where, exactly where he was going to be at. He got out of his hands for the first down. But his run after the catch was unbelievable. He caught it at eleven and, and, and had like what sixteen. It was a sixteen yard game. Yep. That was a difference in the game. It kept the sticks moving, but it's also Jalen Hurts' mastery of the offense, knowing what he needed to get to the blitz beater and get it to the guy. Who's gonna uh who's who's the blitz? Um uh, you know, the guy that would get open on the blitz. It was a perfect pass to him, got to him. It's just Jalen Hurst being matchful at this job and understanding where he needed to get the ball. He did a nice job um when he threw the ball downfield. Yes. Both Barrett and I agree. Too many wide receiver screens. Yeah, I get it. Cardinals would come and get it out quick, break a tackle. You got yourself a big play, then break a tackle. The wide receivers were being brought down by the first guy facing them. And then all of a sudden it's a loss on a completed pass, which you never like to see. Um, But they did a a good job when they threw the ball down the field. I thought Jalen did a good job of picking the right guy. And oftentimes that guy uh, was Goddard yesterday. I want to note one other thing that I think was undersold yesterday. And again, it's it's a little luck involved. And Eagle fans don't want to hear about the Eagles getting lucky when they're five and oh. Um, they got the ball inside the 10. They're trying to take the clock down as much as they possibly can before scoring a touchdown. Rather have a touchdown and a field goal, make it harder on the Cardinals. They ended up settling for the field goal, but they the goal was to get a touchdown. Run it, make the Cardinals use a timeout. Run it, make the Cardinals use a timeout. On third down, they threw the football. And when you throw the football, there's the risk of an incomplete. Yes. And if you throw an incomplete you stop the clock for the opposition when you're trying to get the opposition to use up all their timeouts. It was a throw in traffic. There was slight separation there. Quez was open for like a millisecond and he was behind Brown. They had the two wide receivers, not all that far separated down by the goal line. The Arizona Cardinal defensive back made a nice play. The ball got there. Wed's got his hands on it, but the DB got his hands on it as well. And he completely wiped out Quez on the play. So he had no chance to catch the ball. But the Arizona DB leveling as big as a hit as he did actually hurt himself and couldn't get up off the ground. 
and the Cardinals were forced to use their final timeout because they had an injured player on the play with less than two minutes to go. That's a big plus, Barrett. And that's something that's just kind of happenstance, a little luck involved. The Eagles, it was a good throw by Hurts. It was a tough throw by Hurts. And damn, if he didn't almost jam it in there. But if the Cardinals have their timeout, when Murray takes off and makes that running play, you don't have to spike the ball. You just use your final timeout. And they get a couple of shots at the end zone instead uh, that was a little uh, good fortitude for the Eagles. Oh, I mean, you need luck. You know, there's nothing wrong with, with have, being lucky, man. And sometimes the ball has to bounce your way. A lot of the time, it's, it's, it's hard work and talent that make the ball bounce your way. But, hey, you know, sometimes happenstance and the stars lining right and everything just works out for them, man. And, and, and that's one of the unique times that it worked out for, uh, it worked out for this Eagles team. You know, this, like I said, you're not going to be blown away by the numbers this, this Eagles team are putting together, but what you know the 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 thing that you know you love to have is that five and zero. Oh. You know what I'm saying? A win is a win. If you win by one point, it's still a win. If you win by thirty points, it's still a win. So that's all we're really worried about, man. They they are five and zero oh at this point. So I I can't be mad at them. I can't be mad at them. What I can't be mad is why are we throwing the ball on that situation? We should have went in to just score the touchdown. You, you, you Why not you run, run the it ball? one more time? Pound the rock, uh, push your way into the end zone. Yeah, and you know, you know, and and, and it would have been if it, 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 they would have scored so easy if they'd have just like ran a toss play, you know, or or if, if, even if Jalen would have just run a sprint right option, which is the best play in football. Sprint right option is just the whole offensive line act like they run blocking to the right. He runs out there like he's going to sprint. He has the option of throwing the ball to the receiver on the outside who I'll put my money with, with, with AJ Brown all day, or he can just run it in. Everybody was inside there, inside the, uh, inside the box. He could have just ran out there, man. But you know, what do I know? I would have, that's what I would have done. I would have ran the ball, man. Just call a run play. Let's go have Kelsey pull around. They were controlling the line of scrimmage whenever they wanted to, man. So, I mean, come on now we scored on two, QB sneaks, two QB sneaks. That's ridiculous. You know they're going to do it, and they do it. So in, in, in all actuality, they ran, what, three QB sneaks and scored twice? That's crazy. That's, uh, a, That's a very crazy. talented offensive line, and B, a very strong quarterback yes. who can actually move the pile himself with his own strength. There aren't guys <laughs> who can do that in the league the way that Jalen Hurts does. Uh, so, yes, that was a very effective And play. you know what? There's a little niche they're going to have with that, too, because if you look on the play, they uh, they put him on the QB sneak. They had uh, they had uh, Gainwell behind him, but behind Gainwell, there was uh, Devontae Smith back there. So I could see them going up, act like they're going to QB sneak it, and just tossing it to him on the outside, and he takes it in for a score. That's my little niche. Watch what I tell you. When they need it the most, that's what's going to happen. Understood. All right. I uh, want to get uh, your thoughts on one guy on the offensive line. Uh, Dickerson came out yesterday. Maul. Um, Suopetta went in. And I, I like Suopetta. I'm not an offensive lineman like you, an offensive lineman. I can't judge the same way you can. But it seems to me that he's a good, solid, could be a starter on other teams around the National Football League. Great depth and backup guy to have here. 
they didn't run the ball as much as they usually do by choice, by uh, direction of the defense that they thought they had other plays that could uh, take advantage of what Arizona was doing. Um, I, I, I don't have a film breakdown uh, to, to all uh, 22 to go through yet or anything like that, but I know you're an offensive lineman. You always keep an eye on that stuff. Opeta played well enough when he was in there for Dickerson. Yes. yes. They could have still run the ball. They just chose not okay. to do it. I mean, this did. When you look at that offensive line, Dickerson, Opeta are good enough that they're not going to lose you the game. But they're also not great enough to win you a game. Jordan Malata is great enough that he will win you a game. He's that talented. But Dickerson, Dickerson's a guy that could win a game for you. Opeta, solid. He's not going to hurt you. He's going to play consistently, and 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 that's that's how you that's how you judge offensive lineman if you're a backup. I was that guy for my last four years of my career. I was a backup. I was not going to hurt you. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to go in there and make stupid penalties. I'm gonna get the job done. I'm gonna fight my ass off, and I'm gonna make some things happen. But I'm not a guy that's gonna go out there and and just maul Reggie White. Like you know, a lot. You know, if you look at my lot, that'd have been a he'd have, him and him and it'd have been a battle with him and Mister Mister White would have killed him, him too because you know he he killed the greatest. But, but let's yeah, let's take Reggie out of this equation. But he'll maul anybody else. He'll kill anybody else, and that's how good Jordan Malata is. He's good enough that he could you know he could win you a game just with the physicality of being six foot eight, three hundred and seventy pounds, and can run like a deer and a physical guy. You know what I mean? He could win games for you, but he can't. He can't do that. And you know I, mean? uh, I, I got to give one other offensive lineman I want to give credit to, and I uh, need your input on this Jack as Driscoll. well. Driscoll, second yeah. week in a row, you're you're losing Jordan Mailata, and it was relatively early in the game. We tried to make the tackle on the pick six. Not the greatest effort there, Jordan. Sorry, I gave him a hard time for that last week, and I'm going to do it until he gets back in the lineup. Not the best uh, defensive effort on Jordan. I know that's not why they're paying him all that money is to make tackles. It's to keep people from making tackles. That's a good thing. He shouldn't be attempting to make tackles. Um, But they plug this kid in. He's a more of a right-handed player than a left-handed player, so he's switching sides. He's more of a guard than he is a tackle. They put him in there. He did not get beat on any of those pressures yesterday. Nope. There was no breakdown on his side. When they ran the ball to the left-hand side, he was doing his job specifically in that last drive up the middle slash left. He was uh, clearing guys out. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I was trying to say. Why are we not running the ball? We had two guys in there that are not starters. Why would you not run the rock? It's harder to pass block against a guy like JJ Watt than it is to 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 you know to to run block. You know, have him blow him off the ball. You know what I mean? That doesn't make sense that they were trying to pass the ball when you have two backups on the left side. It was Opeta and 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 and, and Driscoll on one side. And we're not running the ball. See, that's where I thought we got out coached. You run the ball when you have guys in there. Both of them are pretty good, especially Opeta. Opeta's strong as an ox. He's one of the strongest players on the team. You know, why would you not have him go out there and just be a mauler, a guy to just go off, get off the ball, double team, get to the second level? That's the type of player that Opeta is. 
Driscoll's good enough that he'll just get in somebody's way. Run the ball. You know what I'm saying? You still have your starting right side. Run the ball right. I just didn't understand why we didn't run the ball consistently when you have backups as, 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 as you know, on the offensive line. But it didn't make sense to me. Let, let me make your day again, Barrett, because we touched on this right at the top of the show. When they got the ball back after the game was tied and they needed to move the ball down the field and kill some clock, seven and change, they got the ball back. Miles, Miles, Hurts, Gainwell, 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 Hurts. Eight consecutive running plays, moving the ball down the field, getting first down, tick, 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 watching the time come off the clock. They may have been a little slow getting to where Barrett Brooks like, but you had to love that last drive where they just said, mano a mano straight ahead. We're going to march it down the field, and we're going to watch the clock tick off on you guys. Absolutely. It was poetry, man. I mean, they, they took time off the clock, controlled the line of scrimmage, ran the ball, and there was nothing that defense could do about it. That's the most demoralizing thing you can do to a defense is to run and they not be able to stop you. You know, you start questioning each other. You start looking around like, come on, man, somebody got to make a play. And 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 you're just running the ball consistently. Instead, you know, the beginning of the game, you know, middle of the game, they throwing these screens to the outside. I mean, come on now. I mean, and, and even, you know, even then, stop running those plays. Run the slants. Get the ball to AJ in the middle of the field. Let him go out there and work. You know what I mean? I mean, you just didn't, to me, I just didn't like the game plan that they had. All right. Uh, Eagle fans from time to time don't like it when I nitpick and say things like, kind of got lucky on that pass into the end zone where the Arizona Cardinal defensive back got hurt and the Cardinals had to waste their last time out. Uh, don't say anything like that. I give the Eagles all the credit. Well, I give them credit for what they deserve. And when they don't, <laughs> I'm going to point that out too. The Giants are 4-1. and one. And when we come back, I'm going to ask Barry Brooks about this. I think their head coach, who's done a really nice job and is going to be a thorn in the Eagles' side for the next five, six, seven, eight years, almost gave the damn game away yesterday at the end. For those of you who weren't up early, the uh, oh, Eagles don't start to 4 o'clock. Great I'm game. I watched it, too. Great game. I, I, I loved it. Great as, game. As did I. And, man, the Giants tried to hand it back to the Packers at the very last stages of that game. We'll break that down for you. And yes, we'll take a peek at the Dallas Cowboys. It is Cowboy Week, uh, Sunday night, Woo! national TV uh, versus the Birds here in town. Uh, Eagles are 5-0, and but they only have a one-game lead in the division over two different teams. How about the NFC beast? 5-0 and <laughs> Eagles, 4-1 and Cowboys, 4-1 and Giants. How's it going, Carson? Oh, sorry about that, Mr. Wentz. Uh, yeah, there's <laughs> only one not. Uh, competitor in the division right now but i do want to point out uh, the giants win yesterday and the fact that they almost screwed it up at the end barrett brooks jody mcdonald here with you stay with us on birds 365 go to get your game on go for the beers go for the cheers go for the hit and the hits go for the stakes and the stakes go to get your parlay on go to get your party on Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit.
Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown's five-day used car super sale. Jeff puts an end to high prices now. Five days of the best car, truck, and SUV deals ever. Over 1,000 vehicles, every make and model. Stop overpaying. See Jeff today and get a quality car, truck, or SUV now. The five-day used car super sale. Experience how easy it is to deal at Jeff's. Nobody treats you better. Nobody gives you more. Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown. GoJeffAuto.com. Score and save this football season on your car insurance. Before the next game, save up to 40% on your auto insurance policy. That's right, 40% savings. Call an Audible this season and contact the Del Val Insurance Group. They're an advocate for you, not an insurance company. That means they'll get you the right coverage and save you up to 40%. Call managing partners Fran or Jim of Del Val Insurance, 215-354-0122. Or score and save at DVIGI.com. DVIGI.com. Hi everybody, my name is Jason Lombardi. I'm an inspector at DryTech. At DryTech we offer three major services. The first one being basement waterproofing. The second service we offer is foundation and structural repairs. And then the third service that we offer is mold remediation. If you feel you are having a waterproofing issue, give DryTech a call or check us out online. Over the last 17 years, we've built a reputation of growing award-winning teams across the country. Staffing is not easy, but that's what we do every day, all day. The key to our success is storytelling, asking the right questions to find the right people. Hi, I'm Gary Kane, president of Kane Partners. We want to be your staffing partner. Undefeated Monday here on Birds 365. Thanks for streaming in with us. Oh, I'm sorry, Jody. I just want to say this though. Big ups, big ups to the to the Phillies. Also, they beat my St. Louis team. You know what I'm saying? You know I'm from baseball heaven, and they beat St. Louis. You know I'm I'm a I'm a Phillies fan. I've been a Phillies fan since I've you know been here. I've been here twenty something years now, so I had to go over to the Phillies. But I grew up a Cardinals fan. They beat up beat up on the Cardinals. It was a hate Cardinals weekend. And and they definitely uh they definitely fulfilled that both the Eagles and the Phillies. Now I'm not one of those hate the Cardinals guys. I know there are some Philly fans that uh, are like that. <laughs> my, my dad went out to St. Louis after he left New York and won a World Series with Whitey Herzog uh, back in the '80s, and he wow, yep, yep. He truly enjoyed his time in St. Louis and thought it was. Uh, I don't know that he went to baseball heaven links, but he said it was a great baseball <laughs> town and he, he, he loved uh, both working there and living there. So I've never been a Cardinal hater, but I got to give him a little grief walking out on the game. They got right. that great shot on TV and you can see the mass exodus when the Phillies got their fifth run in the ninth day. Baseball heaven, you're not supposed to do that, Barrett. You're not Absolutely supposed to not. leave. It's Absolutely a Friday not. afternoon. It's the playoffs. 
Where the hell are you going? Beating traffic? You got to beat traffic to get out of there? No, you got to <laughs> stay in those seats. I couldn't believe it either, man. I mean, and, and you know, there aren't – those aren't fair-weather fans, man. But oh. For them to leave like that, that was – that was – that that it was, it kind of – A little you know, surprising, a little disappointing for Mr. Definitely surprised me. Not for the Phillies, who are uh, moving on uh, into the NLDS against Atlanta starting tomorrow. All right, uh, back to football. I uh, teased this before we went to break. Got up early. I was on WIP by 10 o'clock, so uh, I was up watching the Giants and the Packers and on the air when that game finished. And I was able to pay uh, enough attention to watch what was happening. Giants down 17-3 pretty early in the game. Rally, come back, tie it up. Take the lead. Aaron Rodgers going on one of his his, uh, regular drives late to be able to get the game tied, moving the ball down the field. They get inside uh, the the 10, and the Giants bat down two consecutive passes. Rodgers doesn't usually do that. A couple things Rodgers doesn't do. He doesn't throw pick sixes. He did throw one last week. I think it was only like his fourth for his entire career over 15 years, whatever it was. Uh, He doesn't throw pick sixes. And he usually doesn't get balls batted down because he's got great vision. He's pretty damn big. He knows uh, where the, the lanes are to throw. He got batted down two in a row back in his face by the Giants. Turned the ball over. So the Giants have the ball. Minute and 20 to go in the game. They've got it at their own six-yard line. And the Packers have two timeouts. They got two timeouts left. I'm not a great math guy, but I can do the math on that one. You're going to be able to run the ball on first, run the ball on second, run it on third, and take it down to about 25 seconds or somewhere thereabouts. Uh, If you get a first down, game's over. You don't have to worry about ever giving Aaron Rodgers the ball back. But you got to get a first down. Brian Dable on first down decides to go to victory formation. And Daniel Jones takes the snap and takes a knee. So he loses a yard from the six back to the five. On second down, they go to victory formation. And Daniel Jones takes the snap and takes a knee. This time to try and burn an extra extra second off the clock, he goes two yards back. So now you're back inside the five. On third down, Daniel Jones again takes a knee. Now the Packers can't stop it anymore because they've used their two timeouts. But again, to run an extra second off the clock, he takes the two-yard loss. So now they're back to the three. You're only tightening things up for your punter in the end zone. Now the under punter has less than 15 yards to be able to get off the punt. Love this decision, though. To what? To take a knee? Love the decision. They 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 um, got the safety, had to kick off to him, and... You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. 
Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The defense was already playing well, man. Playing physical. And that's one thing about... All right, uh, hold on. Wait, wait. Time out, Barrett Brooks. Time out. <laughs> You're an offensive lineman. Always yes. were, always have been. Yes. The play comes in... And they tell you, we're taking a knee. That's the call. Blue 62, Y banana, whatever else. Uh, The play call is, the quarterback has taken a knee. Are you telling me you're not ticked off? Wait a minute. If we get a first down, the game's over. Come behind my ample backside. I'll push the defensive line forward, and we'll pick up two or three yards. Rather than go backwards a yard on three consecutive plays, Backwards one yard, backwards two yards, backwards two yards. Move five yards on th- three plays. No, 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 no. If you got a back that you trust enough, that's smart enough, that's tough enough, and you tell them, don't you dare fumble. Most important thing, ball security, because they're going to be trying to rip the ball out. But try and drive forward and get two or three yards. The worst case scenario, you're giving your point to more room to roam. And the best case scenario is we actually get a first down and Aaron Rodgers never gets his hands on the ball again. What the hell was Brian Dable thinking with that play calling? That's just a that's a just a giant's thing. And in 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 what uh, what he called was all right, guys, victory formation. That's the only that's the play is victory formation. Victory formation. And I, I'd have been personally pissed off. Because all you had to do is run inside zone. And the way Saquon was running, it'd have been over, bro. He'd have got a first down. He'd have got a first down. But do they do they not trust that Saquon can hold on to the ball? That with everybody on the defense? Evidently, evidently. I mean, I, you know, it, I, I'm not, I can't speak on it. All I can do is see what, what they did. You know, proof is in the pudding. I mean, for them, at the end of the day, it worked out because then they got the safety. Then they punted to him. Then they had no time to do anything on the clock anyways. So, I mean, he ran enough time off the clock. He ran enough time off the clock. So Understood. I'll say that. But it was it was kind of a cowardly way to do it. <laughs> if but you do, want, we, do, do we say the same thing at the end of the day? Uh, Danny Amendola pushed the ball, right? Yes. Because the, Eagle, the Eagles could have been know. in overtime in that game <laughs> if a guy makes a makeable field goal. We don't want to hear, oh, at the end of the day, the guy missed the kick. No, we want to hear the Eagles won the game. Well, I can do the did. same thing with the Giants. At the end of the day, yeah, they did win. The The kicker got off a free kick after taking a safety. But if Aaron Rodgers, one of the best in the history of the NFL at the Hail Mary, 
can absolutely put it up there 65 yards in the air. You don't even want to open that door. You don't want to give him a chance to walk through that door. If you're the Giants, you run the football three times. If you get five yards, that's better than going backwards five. If you get 10 yards, it's a first down. Aaron Rodgers never gets off the sideline. I'm sorry. Brian Dable almost screwed that up yesterday. Well, you know what? I His defense played physical yesterday, man. I mean, that's, that's one of the most physical efforts I've ever seen from a Giants team, man. Since, since Strahan in those days, they were playing, I mean, out and out physical. DBs coming up, hitting, linebackers running through people. They played a physical game yesterday. In fact, I think they willed the game just by their physicality. I don't think the Packers had an answer for it. They just were the Packers are are, are are not a they're not a physical team anymore. They're not a they're not a team that goes out there and, and you know they don't put any fear in anybody anymore. There's no way, you know, that they're they're 17 uh, a 12 win, not even a 10 win uh season this year. They just don't have it anymore. Nobody fears them anymore. You know what I'm saying? The days of them just walking on the field and winning just because they had that, you know, G on their helmet is gone now. You know what I mean? They're they're very human now. They made they made their quarterback very human also. Yeah, I'm looking forward to talking to my usual partner, Johnny Mac, tomorrow because we uh, disagreed on, on Friday. He said on a neutral field, coming into this weekend, on a neutral field, he thought the Packers would be favored over the Eagles, that the lines makers, because nah, of the respect of Rodgers and what he's done for all those years, so I'm not sure, John, that that's the case, that the Eagles are for it and the Packers lost badly to the Vikings. I know you never just compare one, two teams playing the same team as a third opponent, but sometimes you at least notice it. I noticed that the Vikings beat the Packers. I noticed the Eagles beat the snot out of the Vikings. I said on a neutral field, I thought the Eagles would be a slight favorite. After this Absolutely. Weekend. After this weekend's results, I don't think there's any question that on a neutral field, the Eagles would be favored. How about this? How about this? Everybody was talking. We were all talking about the AFC West as the most dominant conference. I mean, a dominant um, division in the NFL. <laughs> Looks like things have switched now. The NFC East is now the most dominant. The AFC West, they almost suck now. With the exception of Kansas City, I don't, I don't see any of those teams, you know, Really being better than 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 you know they were last year. No, the Chargers kind of got lucky. They went in Cleveland yesterday. Right, and, right, right. And, and Russell Wilson all of a sudden looked so old. Man, how did he get old? It must have been all that energy from signing that two hundred fifty million dollar contract that he signed. <laughs> that he's got nothing left in the tank, man. Yeah, what the hell the, happened, Russell? I guess it's the air. <laughs> could be the, the air could up be there. The high altitude. I think it had Barrett. Excellent point by you. Um, all right, but you made a good point about the Giants and their physical defense. Eagles are 5-0, and and that's great. They're the only undefeated team in football. And if there's one – see, Buffalo was impressive yesterday. Again, yeah. I said, let me get your take on this because I was uh, kind of kicking around with John last week. The power rankings will come out on Tuesday because they wait for the Monday night game in case one of the teams drastically moves up or drastically moves down. So nobody brings their power rankings out till Tuesday. A couple of the major sporting outlets had the Eagles second. Some had them third. I think it was ESPN had them third. And one idiotic one had them fourth. Somehow they had them as the fourth best team, even though they were the only undefeated team. And I know power rankings actually mean nothing. They're zero. Right, right. They're less. It's a beauty contest. That's all that it is. 
but we as sports fans like to uh, read and see what other people's opinions are. And yeah, it, it, it annoyed me greatly that the Eagles were fourth, fourth exactly. in one of the power rankings last week, which I know I'm getting worked up over nothing, but I'm sorry. I, I think they should be either first or second. It's got to be for me, either them or the Bills. If you had the Bills number one, all right, they got picked off by the Dolphins. Close game could have gone either way. They buried every other opponent that they played. They didn't do enough to draw. Okay, fine. Eagles second to the Bills. I can accept that. Other than that, third, fourth, fifth. No. How can you possibly do that to the Eagles? That's just flat out wrong. Uh, so, yeah, that bothered me a little bit. I'm looking at the NFC East and the fact that the Giants are 4-1 and the Cowboys are 4-1. Eagles are 5-0. They should have already opened things up. I can't quite say buried the division because we've only played one third of the schedule, but you get my drift. They should be in a dominant position. They're not. How uh, much uh, credence do you want to put on the Cowboys at four and one and the Giants at four and one? I'll put a lot of credence on them because they're winning games. They're winning games the, the hard way. You know what I'm saying? They're just playing. I mean, Dallas's defense, and I just watched a little film on them. Dallas's defense. They're front four. They're, well, actually, they're front seven. I mean, they're just they're flying around making plays. You know, they, they're scaring teams into, into thinking they're coming from with blitzes, and they're actually just whipping the guy in front of them. I mean, they're slanting and everything else. So you got to move your feet against that defense. Demarcus Lawrence is playing at, a, at another level. And you know, they got a couple other guys in that, um, at, you know, that are, that are playing at a high level also. I just don't see – I don't see – the Chiefs and Buffalo not being one and two, or at least one, or well, you know, Buffalo being one and the Chiefs being one inter- interchangeably, you know, the, either one or two. And then I think the Eagles are right after that. But then really, I also you got, think you got the Chiefs ahead of the Eagles. I, I do have to say that just, just okay. from the quarterback position. Just and quarterback and by position. the way, Chiefs haven't played yet this week. I think they're right. going to win tonight against the Raiders. Right. Um, but it, the, the Chiefs lost to the Colts, and the Colts aren't, aren't really all that good. Oh, they, they actually suck. I mean, but I just think that, you know, just from at, at Mahomes least, just at being least the as Bills good as he lost is. the Dolphins, who were looking good when Tua was in there. So I don't, uh, and in, in Miami, I don't look at that as a bad loss. Chiefs have a bad loss on their schedule. The Eagles have no losses. Right. I, I right. know Mahomes is Mahomes and he's great, but I don't see how you can put the Chiefs out of the Eagles. At this well, point. I don't. The, the quarterbacks, that's the only reason why. If you look at everything else, all things being equal, the, the, the Eagles are the most balanced team in the NFL. The most balanced. Defensively. I think they they still they're still one of the most dominant defenses in the league. Even though yesterday yesterday they played they still played okay, man. You know, I mean, you got a frenetic quarterback. You know, just just happened to luck up, and that's how they got you know a major part of their yards are just broken plays. But for the most part, I, you know, the defense played all right, man. They did play all right. So looking at them on offense, it's going to be hard to stop this offense consistently. Once they get their head screwed on straight and start running the ball consistently, because that opens up the pass and everything else. And then, oh, by the way, you, you forget about A.J. Brown being on the team. So they should be number one, but they're not going to rank them ahead of Josh Allen and, and Patrick Mahomes. I didn't say the Bills and the Chiefs, but they're not going to rank them ahead of Josh Allen 
and Patrick Mahomes. They're just not going to do it. Yeah, I. It's team power ratings. It's not quarterback power ratings. Oh, I the, get it. I, I get the, that, but they don't get the that. quarterbacks drive the bus a lot, but they're not the solo passing. There are fifty some odd other guys on that bus. Ah da da, ah da da. And I think the Eagles have played better than the Chiefs. Uh, we'll we'll have fun with it tomorrow. The power ranks will come out, and Johnny and Mac and I will talk about it. Where do you think the Giants and the, the Cowboys will be power rated? Because that's another thing I'm looking forward to talking to uh, my partner about. Because he said on Friday, he's been saying it all year, the Giants stink. And I thought that was just a little harsh choice of word. Um, the Giants are not great. The Giants still have holes and issues. When you're four and one, you can't stink. I don't care how you ferret it out and or who you play and you beat a bad Carolina team. They beat the Packers on a neutral field yesterday, and the Packers are supposed to be one of the best teams. I mean, the Barrett Brooks power ratings has got to have the Packers still up there pretty high because they got that Rodgers guy since you put such an emphasis on quarterback. Giants just beat him this past week. How high do you think the Giants and the Cowboys come in in the power? Mm, they got to be at least at least five and five and six, right around there. Both they in have the top to. ten, right? Yeah, they they have to be. They have to be. Even the even the Giants, you know, and, and just like you say, when you look at their roster, it's Saquon, and then it's everybody else. It's the defense, Saquon, and everybody else. And and and, and I don't know how Dable's doing it. Because on you know if you look at their roster, they're not they're not really talented at anywhere else. Like their two tackles are playing well right now. You know Neil is playing at a high level. The first round draft pick, I like him. I like the way he plays. He he's 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 definitely playing at a high level. But you know look everywhere else, the receiver position, nobody's really stepping up. But yet they're still winning. You know how is that? And, oh, by the way, getting back to Giant and Dable's decision, Daniel Jones is a pretty big guy. Oh, we yeah. were talking about Jalen earlier and the fact that he uh, can push 600 pounds with his legs, that he's more like a fullback than he is a quarterback in his build and his toughness and his strength. Daniel Jones, I know he had that amazing tripping play here in Philadelphia when that tricky 10-yard line tripped him up where nobody right. was around him. What he looked but like other Bandy. than that, he runs well. He can take off and make plays and he's got good sides. He's a legit six foot four. How do you not let him push the pile against the Packers? But I'm getting all well, caught up in that. I was watching that game. I'm screaming at my TV back. What the hell are you doing, Dable? I couldn't believe that he was taking it. <laughs> but look at this though. I mean, who is he throwing to? I mean, that sales kid is from, from out of nowhere. You know what I mean? Like, who the hell is David Seals? And here he is completing first downs, you know what I'm saying, running hard, making things happen. Darius Slayton was a non-factor. Now he's becoming, you know, a, a, a weapon in the passing game. They're running wildcat to, to, to make yardage. Offensively, I just can't see it. But then, I, you know, Saquon is that, that guy, man. Saquon does everything for them, everything for them. And like and, I said, plus I think, you know, Andrew Thomas, uh, the left tackle, and Evan Neal, the right tackle, are playing pretty good, man. And uh, I've always been a Saquon fan. I've been battling with Giant fans, friends on the air when I'm on FAN up there. God-awful pick. You got to take a quarterback, blah, 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 blah. Who do you want, Sam Darnold? 
yeah, the Giants could have taken Sam Darnold. How'd that work out for either the Jets or the Panthers? Oh, I got a point. Oh, Josh Rosen was the pick. Should have been the pick at number two. Is he even on somebody's practice squad in the NFL anymore? I, I the, thought Josh Rosen. He was in. Um, he was with Cleveland. Then they cut him. I don't know where. I don't think he emerged anywhere. I don't know that he landed anywhere. So right. he's not even in the league. <laughs> and people, the, the Barkley pick was idiotic. You don't use the second pick of the draft on a running back. Yeah, you do when he's got as much talent as Saquon Barkley, and yeah, right. you do when. And, oh, by the way, all the Giants fans should have taken a quarterback. Not one of them ever mentioned Lamar Jackson. No one ever said, I had a buddy, tight buddy of mine, say, Josh Rosen was the pick at number two. And I rolled my eyes at him at the time. Uh, no one ever said to me they should have taken Lamar Jackson. And that's the only guy you can look at and say in 2020 hindsight, if the Giants had taken Jackson, they might be better off. I've been a yeah, he barely fan snuck forever. in. He barely snuck in. They had to trade to get him in the first round right. for him to be a first-round pick. And Josh, they, there was always questions about Josh Rosen's um, his his love for the game. That, I mean, they've yep. been they questioned that even before his senior year. Like he was a guy that all right, you know, he just wasn't he wasn't a lover of the game, man. That was uh, a bullet that the Giants dodged. And the biggest problem with Barkley has been health. He can't yep. stay healthy. You can't stay on the field. Your most important ability is availability. If you can't play, you can't produce. He's stayed healthy so far the first five games, and he's a legitimate weapon. The Eagles are going to get him twice before this year is over and done with. And as Barrett has correctly pointed out, Giant defense is playing better than I thought. I, I did not think they had all that much talent on the defensive side of the ball, but they're playing good physical football right now. Yes, but first thing first, you got to play the Cowboys on uh, Sunday. Barrett, the Cowboys have not given up more than 20 points in a game this year, and we're now five games deep. You make a statement like that after just three. All right, who'd you face? What's it scheduled? Say, all right, you didn't play anybody. They played five games. They played a Ram team, which is supposed to be a good offensive squad. Although Allen Robinson, sorry, Penn State fans, I just sung the praises of Saquon Barkley. What the hell is Allen Robinson doing? He can't catch a fly out there in Los <laughs> Angeles right now. They just shut the Rams down. He looks down slow, yesterday. man. He looks slow. Not making any play. And I'll tell you what, when they went out and got Dante Fowler, I was like, uh, I don't know, man. You know, I, 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 but he is bringing it right now. You know, he's bringing it off the edge, which is giving him, Demarcus Lawrence, and all those guys, you know, a, a great pass rush. Not a good, but a great pass rush because they're playing games. They're slanting guys. They're making you move your feet as, a, as an offensive lineman. And they are really making things happen up front, man. It's already hard trying to block, you know, uh, Parsons, let alone. You know, Demarcus Lawrence, but now you got Dante Fowler also. He's in the mix. It, they got a really good rusher. They got some really good rusher. Their front seven is pretty good, man. All things being equal, um, they 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 bring a lot of havoc, you know. And then you got, you know, guys like Trayvon Diggs, who he's just a lucky player, bro. He's a lucky he's, player. He's a boomer bust guy. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he's he gonna is. make he's gonna make an outstanding highlight uh, interception or He's going to get burnt, and the guy's yep. going to get behind him. He's going to give up 60-yard play. That's the type of player that he is. Yep. He's gonna, yep. You're going to get off your feet either way, screaming and yelling at him or uh, standing ovation. And <laughs> I, I believe he'll play that way next Sunday. And yep. the Eagles just have to make sure they force more bad plays on him than uh, successful plays. All right, he's Barrett Brooks filling in for my guy, Johnny Mac. Jay Mac will be back tomorrow. He's making his way back from Arizona this morning. Uh, joining us next is John's compatriot from SI 
Usually we try and get him on before the games. He's been busy because Seriano we talks on Friday. So instead, we're going to get him get him on after the game. Ed Kratz from Sports Illustrated, uh, Eagle Maven, going to join us next here on Birds 365. The greatest fans on earth. It's a bold statement, but would you expect anything less from Philadelphia? 58 years of heartache creates a toughness, a grit, a resolve not found in most. Sure, our prayers were answered, but now that we've had a taste, we're looking for more. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. It's the team you trust to bring it all together. The stories that impact your community, a sports roundup for the locals, and the AccuWeather forecast you depend on. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. Since 1977 at Rafferty Subaru, we have always been about our customers and the community. Early on, a safe and durable option, we've evolved to become the best overall brand according to Kelly Blue Book. Over the last 14 years, we've donated thousands of dollars through the Subaru Share the Love event and found homes for hundreds of pets. The Rafferty family is proud of our 45 years in business. This month, celebrate our anniversary with special financing on select models. Visit us and see why. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. Here on Birds 365 as we chat up the 5-0 Birds after a successful trip out to the desert and a victory of the Arizona Cardinals. Here to help us look back at what happened yesterday and, yes, start the look ahead to Sunday and Cowboy Week is our buddy from Sports Illustrated, the Eagle Maven, Ed Kratz. EK! Hey! How nice was it just to kick back and watch a game on TV yesterday? I hated it, frankly. Uh, really? I'd much rather be there, but uh, I had a family 
situation. My son was moving to California on Saturday and my wife, I didn't want her to, you know, be a basket case all by herself. So I st stuck around to hold her hand and spend a little time with the boy. Uh, good for uh, the Kratz family, but watching yeah. it at home, you would have rather been there. Oh, yeah. How nervous were you when Danny Amendola trotted out onto the field? <laughs> it, it was Matt Amendola. Danny Amendola. Matt, was the, the what I say, yeah. Danny? My yeah. bad. <laughs> <laughs> the receiver. <laughs> yeah. You know, he's a he's a kid from North Penn High School out in the suburbs of Philadelphia, um, which I didn't really realize uh, until this week. Uh, yeah, I thought he was going to make that kick. I mean, listen, an average kicker makes a 43 yard field goal, right? I mean, yeah. it's pretty cut and dried in most cases. And he just, you know, for whatever reason, he just pulled that thing right. And, uh, you know, teams that have Super Bowl aspirations, like I think we can say the Eagles have now need some of these kinds of games to go their way. And, and they got one. What do you think as far as, you know, the, them abandoning the run like they did for probably two and a half, you know, quarters of the game? Yeah, I, I didn't really think much of the coaching in yesterday's game. Um, I think it left a lot to be desired. I mean, how does A.J. Brown not catch more than three passes and all of them exactly. on the first drive? I mean, that, right. you know, and then you mentioned the running game, Barrett. I mean, they did get away from it. And Trey Sermon only had three snaps, I think it was. And this was a guy, this was a kid last week. He popped off two runs for 19 yards and, I don't know why you don't get him more involved. Let's see what he can Big do. Big back, too. Big back, yeah. When you're struggling for yards, maybe you mix it up a little bit and, and let him carry the ball a few more times. Kenny Gainwell only had three carries, and I'm not sure why they got away from it. It was a mistake. Um, I didn't like the – I mean, they just screened past everything. They just tried to throw to the outside and, you know, make plays on the edge. And, you know, sometimes it worked. A lot of times it didn't. And it almost got Devontae Smith killed a few times. I mean, he took some pops. When, yes. <laughs> when he caught that ball. So, you know, I would have liked to have seen more attention to the run. As it was, they, they still ran it, I think, 33 times, which was a high number for, you know, but 13 of those came on that final drive, which was a, an amazing drive. Um, but they needed to do it more, no doubt. I'm not sure, but I thought I heard Merrill Reese say and screen pass to Jalen Rager um, because they were leaning <laughs> on it as much as they were. Which, by the way, earlier in the day, Rager scored a touchdown. Oh, did I he? Didn't did he? Believe it. He got a TD yesterday on a shovel Good. pass. Good for uh, him. It was a, a weird day for the Eagles on the play calling. I think we can all agree on that. But, yeah. but, and I'm going to fight both of you guys off when they needed to. Eight consecutive running plays. Yeah. Seven minutes left in the game. They got back to it when it had to be delivered. They delivered it. They played the trump card. We can still run it on you when we need to. And they did. So even though we all kind of sit here and go, what happened to the running game for the second, third, and fourth? In the fourth quarter, they were able to just dominate the line and dictate how the game was going to finish. That's got to make Nick Sirianni feel pretty good, uh, Eddie. Listen, that I haven't seen many drives like that, if any. I mean, Barrett, maybe you were part of him when you play, but, you know, 17 plays – this took almost eight minutes off the clock. They just took the air out of the ball. And you mentioned the eight straight runs. It was 13 runs of those 17 plays were running plays for 56 yards. Um, you know, just an amazing drive really. Now it would have been better had they been able to finish it and put it in the end zone and go up seven. But listen, sometimes it doesn't work out that way. I know Jalen hurt sounded like he was kicking himself for not finishing that drive. Um, you know, you get the field goal and he, 
said afterward that he compared it to, I think it was the championship game when he was in college against Clemson where Alabama scores late, but Clemson gets the ball back and they go down and win the game and the national title. And that's kind of how he felt in the moment was, you know, we, we left a touchdown out there. It was only a field goal. So he was kind of kicking himself a little bit, I think. Um, you do need to finish it. But, man, that that drive, I mean, what can you say? I mean, I, I, that's probably – that doesn't come along very often, a 17-play, yeah. eight-minute drive. Exactly. And, and I didn't quite understand why you would um, – why you wouldn't run the ball as consistently as you wanted to when you have two guys that are not necessarily starters playing, you know, with Opeta and Driscoll in there. You know, and then, you know, when – when you're passing the ball as much as they did, it just, you're just not putting them in a, in a great position to be successful. Yeah. Listen, I'll, I'll say this about Opeta. I mean, I, I wasn't that big of a fan of his. I thought he was a little inconsistent in the times that he played these last couple of years. He's an undrafted free agent from, I think Weber state, but these last two games, he's really stepped up big time. I mean, he filled in last week for Siamalu when he went out in the fourth quarter with an ankle injury. So he comes in and plays right guard for, I think 20 snaps, this week he comes in and, and plays like almost 50% of the 73 snaps that were available when Landon Dickerson kind of limped out with a lower uh, leg injury, came back, and then had to leave again. But, you know, Opita did a nice job. And I know Jack Driscoll, having gotten those first-team reps this week, probably was better this week than he was when he had to come into the game last week when Jordan Milata hurt his shoulder. Um, but, you know, again, I think Sue Opeta, he, he he really has showed me something these last two weeks by – being that super reserve on that offensive line, a role that Nate Herbig filled before he got cut and went to the Jets. So, you know, uh, I agree with you, though, Barrett. I think when you have a, a kind of a reshuffled line. Um, you got to run the ball. You got to run the Right. Yep. I mean, that's what Lyman like to do. And if you're coming in cold off the bench, you know, run the ball. And, you know, they didn't do it enough, I don't think. But 33 snap runs does sound like a lot. I know 13 of them came in the fourth. But yeah. they had 50 against the Jaguars, which is incredible. But, you know, I, I think you need to increase your run volume a little bit there, especially with the re- reconstructed line. Last thing on the Cardinal game yesterday, and then we want to move on to the Cowboys look ahead to the all-important game on Sunday. If you're Cliff Kingsbury – If you didn't catch the first segment, I really questioned A, the Cardinals, but B, more so Kyler Murray. Jalen Hurts ran it 15 times yesterday. Kyler Murray ran it four. And on the biggest play of the game, he goes sliding short of a first down (laughs) rather than making sure he gets the first down. And I comped Kyler Murray to Donovan McNabb from many years ago when Donovan came out and said, I'm a quarterback. I'm not a running quarterback. I'm a quarterback. And he almost took the running aspect out of his game. And I thought that was a mistake when Donovan did it. And if that's what Kyler Murray is doing now, I think it's a mistake on his part, too. You have a weapon, use it. Same as Jalen Hurts here with the Eagles. He can make plays with his legs, break big uh, runs, moving his sticks up and down the field. If you've got that in your arsenal, you should use it. And I think Kyler Murray's afraid of using it or is making a point to not use it. If you're Cliff Kingsbury, do you sit him down today and say, Kyler, we need you to run the football. That That's part of our offense. We need you when a play breaks down and uh, you're avoiding the rush and you see green grass and high tides in front of you take <laughs> off. Do you think the Cardinal coach has enough nerve to do that? That's a great song, green grass and high tides. Um, yeah. Thanks, but, thanks uh, for picking up on that reference. Yeah, 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 yeah. I okay. got that, man. I listen to that a lot in college. Um, <laughs> 
yeah, listen, I, I'm kind of split on the whole quarterback running thing. I mean, I, I don't like exposing my quarterback to the hits. Like I know Jalen, he's, he's got to be feeling, uh, you know, these hits. It's going to be an accumulation of hits, I think, as the year goes on. And you hope he's still fresh in November and December after taking some hits. But I don't really like my quarterback to run. I know it's part of the skill set and all that. I think you have to pick your spots. And, yeah, Murray probably needs to run more. I don't know what his size is. Like, Hertz is a big guy. He's like 6'1", 220. He's like a running back playing quarterback. So, yeah, he can take some hits. I'm not sure if Murray can, uh, and I'm not sure – Kingsbury wants him to, but I would run him a more short, and especially yesterday when, you know, Arizona's out of running backs, right? I mean, uh, the, the one uh, guy, uh, can't remember his name, uh, Connor, James Connor. He James Connor went down. Ball. He was running well until he went down, too. He was on a 100-yard pace. I mean, he was tough to bring down. So he goes out. They lost another running back. So they were down to Eno Benjamin and Kyler Murray at the end of the game. And, yeah, you, you probably need to use Murray more if you're down to that kind of uh, running back room. Uh, and that, you know, that third and one, that slide that he made that set up the, the four, third and one, and then he spikes it. I mean, it's, I don't know where you spot the ball when a quarterback starts his slide. Like I, I thought he had the first down and then you look and the, the ball's like way back where right. he started his slide. I thought he had it too. And, and I'm sure the Cardinals thought that and reports out of uh, state farm stadium were that on the scoreboard, they showed first and 10. So you know, if you're the coach and you're looking up at that, you say, okay, we got the first down. And then someone tells you, oh, no, it's it's third and fourth and one now after we spiked it. Uh, so you had to kick. But, yeah, that that's that was a weird spot. I don't know how the, 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 the rule on that, where you spot it. I know it's where the slide starts. But, you know, how do you determine that? you know, at full speed. I, I don't know. It was a, it was a bad mistake. He looked like he could have gained another few yards and, and made sure that he had the first down, but he just went into a slide too early, I guess. And that, that's why I want Jalen Hurts for my quarterback. He just makes sounder decisions than, uh, than Kyler Murray. Um, but, you know, just looking at defensively and, you know, me, I was discussing with, with Jody that um, the mush rush is a lot of the reason why we didn't have a lot of the sack sack, um, that we, you know, that that you would think we would have against that offensive line when the left side was, you know, hurt or injured or wasn't up to full strength. I just thought it was a culmination of how they how they called the defense as opposed to, you know, athletic talent or them getting beat. You know, they just didn't want to rush him that way. And they kind of kept him, you know, within the framework of the offense doing it that way. You know, what what was your perception of that? Yeah, I mean, listen, this defense did – was special the last two weeks, right? Nine sacks against Washington, five forced turnovers against Jacksonville, uh, you know, three straight defensive player of the week awards. I, I think that streak ends. I don't, didn't see anything real yeah. special uh, from the defense. Uh, they did what they had to do though. And uh, they sacked, I think one time, I think they sacked Murray once. I think it was a sign Reddick big sack right near yep. midfield on a third down play. Uh, so that was a very timely sack, and Reddick does that stuff, man. He shows up when the game grows old and, and makes plays. But I would have liked to have seen, you know, I know the mush rush, whatever you want to call it, I would have liked to have seen more pressure on Murray. I would have liked to have seen, you know, maybe a little more blitzing to put him under pressure. But he did get the ball out pretty quick, and he exploited the middle of the field uh, pretty well. There were some open guys over the middle of the field that he was able to find. And, I, you know, I don't know who's to blame on that, whether it's a linebacker or the slot corner, Josiah Scott. I thought Scott played pretty well on defense. You know, we had two tackles for loss, um, filling in again for Avante Maddox. So, uh, yeah, I, I, you know, whatever the defense was, 
I guess, you know, it was a winning effort, but I would have liked to have seen more pressure on, on Murray and a few more sacks. I love sacks. You know, I'm always going to root for the sack. <laughs> you and I are sack guy, it, guy. That's, a, that's a hard guy to sack, though, man. That's yeah, the yeah, thing, you're man. right. That's a hard you're, guy to sack. Yeah, he is. And they did a good job pursuing him to the sidelines and forcing him to, you know, look, throw the ball away or, you know, you know, whatever, try to run. But they did a good job pushing him outside, too, to get him on the move. All right, pal, John McMullen uh, gives more props to the pressures and the hits. Yeah, Eddie and I like the sacks. Yeah, Tell me you finished the play. <laughs> Tell me you got home. That's what I want to know. Yeah. And by the way, I just looked it up quickly. Kyle Murray, all 16 games as a rookie, all 16 games his second year. Last year, ankle sprain cost him three games. Yeah. That's not because he took a hit as much as he just uh, – I'm trying to remember the play. I don't remember it. It might have been a, a running player. It might not have. Yeah, um, and, I, and so, I get it. You could get hurt in the pocket just – probably more so than out, you know, in the open field trying right. to run. Um, you know, we saw Hurts get hurt in the pocket. Jalen last year, yep. Against the Giants and missed the game and wasn't the same really in the home stretch. And and that's one of your fears. You know, look, I know staying in the pocket, but even getting outside the pocket and, and trying to run, you can take a hit. And with the way the concussion protocols are now, after seeing what happened with Tua, uh, you know, they're going to be a little quicker to hit that, right. that, that panic button and say, no, you can't go back in. So, you know, you get up a little bit wobbly, you're done for the day. So, you know, you have to be cognizant of that. And rightfully so. I mean, these concussions are a big issue. But still, that's that's one thing you're open to when you're running the ball is taking those big shots. By the way, uh, injuries, uh, injured quarterbacks. There's one on the Dallas Cowboys who may be ready to play by Sunday night's game. We will get more information as mm. the week gets on. Ed will be talking to his Cowboy compatriots to see exactly where Dak is at. If I would, if if it was the Eagles, we would know. We'd get no information because Nick Sirianni <laughs> loves that competitive advantage. Yes, Don't show your hand to anybody. Yep. Jerry Jones a little bit more braggadocious, so he might uh, be able. You might be able to get more information out of him. How's it going to play on Sunday night, Ed? If Dak Prescott is good to go, is he back in as the Cowboys' starting quarterback, or are you benching a QB who's just gone four and zero for Dallas? Yeah, man, I tell you, I know Dak's getting paid, you know, the buku bucks to be the franchise quarterback. Right. So they're probably going to go to him if he's healthy. You're not going to pay him, you know, mega millions to sit on the bench and hold the clipboard when he's healthy. So I have to think that he's going to be, you know, back in there if he's healthy 100%, maybe 110%. Now you can play with that extra 10% because you have a backup <laughs> that's going in and won games. But listen, I'm also of the school of if you're hot, man, and you're winning, you know, you don't mess with the winning streak, right? Isn't that what they said in Bull Durham? Exactly. Uh, you know, you, you know, you don't mess with the winning streak. You know, you keep doing what you're doing, and you know, you eat the same food, you you wear the same underwear, whatever the superstitions <laughs> are, you do it, right? So if you're winning with Cooper Rush, you know, I keep that up. juju. Yeah, keep it easy, man. You know, you know, he only completed 10 passes against the uh, Rams yesterday. I mean, yeah, they just ran Zeke to, into the ground. You know, we'll see how fresh Zeke is coming off whatever 20-plus carry day he had in that win over L.A. But, man, I wouldn't I wouldn't screw with the mojo. But, again, Jerry Jones is the one writing the big check to Dak Prescott. And if he's ready, I think he's playing. So do well, I don't think well, there's yeah. any way he's carrying the clipboard yeah. on Sunday. Exactly. I mean, you, you see what he's doing to Zeke right now. Zeke shouldn't even be on the field. Pollard should be playing every single rep. But, you know, hey, at this point, Zeke is making more money, so he's playing uh, Zeke. So, yeah. I mean, that plays into our favor, though. I mean, if they go ahead and play uh, 
Dak, I think that'll be a, a decided advantage for us simply because, you know, you hit that hand, you know, you, you he's not going to be ready to play at a high level, you know, back to being off this long anyway. So it right. might, it might work to our advantage. All right. Eddie, uh, they got to give the Cowboys defense some credit too. Yeah, Five yeah. games, they have not given up more than 20 points in any individual game. They just completely took the Rams out of their offensive game yesterday, uh, including turnovers and, and scoops and scores. Um, it's prob- Would you say this is the best defense the Eagles face this year come Sunday? Yeah, I would say so, sure. I mean, just based on the numbers you threw out there, yeah, I think it's the best defense. And, man, Micah, Micah Parsons, boy, he – you know, he's a handful to block and, you know, Maley Cooker, the safety they signed, you know, he's got battled injuries when he was with the Colts. He, he stepped in at that safety spot and has played well. He had a pick yesterday of Stafford, um, you know, but that Demarcus Lawrence, he gets after you on the other side. I mean, this is a, a, a defense that can threaten the quarterback. Now that's where Hertz's skill set obviously will come in handy, but you know, Hertz hasn't played well against the Cowboys. The Eagles haven't played well against the Cowboys the last couple of years. Dallas has kind of had their numbers. So, um, right. you know, they're, they're coming in here with a lot of confidence. The Eagles have that big target on their back. And when you, when you talk about injuries, you, you know, and with this defensive front that the Cowboys have that can get after the quarterback, you better hope Jordan Milata can, can answer the bell. I know, you know, Jack Driscoll's done a fine job. But, again, Milata's getting the big money. And, you know, he seemed optimistic that he was day to day when we talked to him in the locker room. I think it was Thursday last week that he was not going to miss much time. So you hope that he's ready to go and you hope the Eagles don't say, OK, well, you know what? We have a bye coming out of this game. You know, let's give that shoulder a little extra time. Jack's playing pretty well. I think you need a lot out there against this defensive front. That increases your chances of keeping Hurts a little bit more upright. Yeah, um, yes. Yeah, and you hope Kelsey. I mean, listen, Kelsey, he said he was going to have an MRI, I think, didn't he, after the game? Yes. I thought, I heard, yeah, on his ankle, he thinks it's a lower ankle sprain. You know, I mean, he's just tough as nails, that guy. I mean, he just taped it up. He said, nice big, thick tape job when he went to the sidelines, only missed three snaps. You know, but again, who knows? I, I know he's going to battle and do everything he can to make that 128th straight start. Um, but we'll see what the MRI says. But you need him out there. I mean, Cam Jurgens looked good in the summer in training camp, but this isn't the – you know, he didn't play the Cowboys on Sunday night football with a 5-0 and record. You know, a little different coming in now than it is in August against the, you know, Miami Dolphins. So, uh, I don't know. I just think that the Eagles need to be healthy on that offensive line going into this one because the Dallas defense can really give you headaches. Let me uh, let me ask you about Sirianni's preparation for the game this week against Dallas. Last year, when these two teams met, the Cowboys won by a combined score of ninety-two to forty-six. Oof, I'm writing that down. Ninety-two to forty-six. That's an official double-up, Ed Kurt, uh, Eddie Kratz. <laughs> yeah. I'm writing. That's down, not baby. close. Now I know the second game was. Cowboys starter against the Eagles, JB, which really wasn't fair. But that's the way the Eagles chose to play it because they had nothing to uh, win uh, by winning the game. Does he use that? That you you realize that we're playing a team that crushed us twice last year. Didn't beat us twice. Crushed us twice last year. Does Siriano go down that road for motivational purposes? 
Well, the beat Dallas T-shirt that he wore, you know, last year before the game, that worked. Didn't help out at all. Not really. Forty-six. Yeah. So yeah, it's maybe it's time to shift gears and you know (laughs) lose that shirt. You know, keep that one in the hamper this week. Right. Uh, (laughs) I remember that. That you know what? That's just that's bulletin board material. I mean, I mean, come on. Are you kidding me? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I guess he knows now. You. That's it. I'm glad you brought that up. You're absolutely <laughs> right. You're absolutely right. The pandering has to stop now. <laughs> yeah, I, listen, I don't I don't mind the pan. I like it. You know, you wore the Phillies, that nice powder blue Philly oh, shirt. That was, that was the, nice. the, the panderer in chief was back again yesterday. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't mind that, man. Players like when you wear their brand, right? I mean, you know, it's 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 a good thing. Players love to see that. You know, I, I like the pave the lane shirt. You know, that's a good one. Maybe you dust that one off this week and bring it. Because this offensive line is going to have to get the job done against this defense. They got to win it. They got, yeah, they got to win that line of scrimmage. So, you know, maybe you break out all the offensive line shirts. Uh, you know, he loves to talk about Mount Union and, you know, his IUP and all his college days. Maybe he brings out a throwback from Mount Union or something. I don't know. Break it up somehow. But, yeah, Jody, to answer your question, I think, yes, he has to use this as motivation. You know, he's a, he's a motivational, connect, fiery dude, man. He's he going to use everything he can to get this team ready to play in 92 to 46. Maybe he gets a t-shirt made that says 92 to 46. Oh, That'd be pretty yeah, sweet. Yeah. I did the math. I don't want that on my plate. <laughs> I just uh, do a little math there on bird 365. Didn't mean to shine too big a light on the combined score of last year's two games. Yeah. Uh, yeah. My bad. Forget that I said that. Let's edit this tape now and not bring up the fact that it was 92 to 46. In the two no, games we need to say that. I'm glad you brought that back. We need that. Yeah, we I think that's certainly that. a great motivational tool. If you're Nick Sirianni, I probably mentioned that all week long, 92 to 46. I mean, yeah, that, that was the combined yeah. score. I uh, Ed, one uh, more quick question on the uh, D-line. Yesterday, Hassan Reddick had a great sack, great play, just power drove an offensive lineman that he was probably given 60 pounds to back into the quarterback's lap yeah. and then uh, sidestepped him and took Kyler Murray down pretty easily. Yeah. But that was it. They had one sack. They they had a couple of plays where Murray jumped out of the pocket and made uh, a runaround type hectic play. But they didn't have near as much pressure as they had in previous games, certainly not like the Commander game where they got as many sacks as they did. Right. Give credit to Cardinal offensive line, better than maybe what people projected before the year that they started. Give credit to Murray for his ability to avoid the rush. Or question what the hell happened, Jonathan Gannon. No, you like to just come with four, but at some point, see, here's my knock on Gannon. And I really like Gannon. There are Gannon haters out there. There are Gannon devotees like your pal, John McMullen. Um, (laughs) Here's the one thing that Gannon doesn't do enough of for me. He doesn't change tactics in midstream. If he's coming into a game, say we're not blitzing, then he doesn't blitz the whole game. Even when he's not getting there, not creating any pressure, he doesn't go, all right, well, maybe we better blitz. He just doesn't seem as good a counterpuncher as some other defensive coordinators. Is that a fair criticism on my part? Yeah, I'd, I'd have to think about that. I, I you know, um, I, I'm not sure he doesn't make some kind of adjustment adjustments in game. I, okay. I, you know, I'd have to think about when, though. I can't think off the top of my head when he might have done that. Maybe Barrett can. But I think Barrett touched on it a little bit. You know, they used that mush rush scheme where they wanted to try to contain Kyler Murray in the pocket and make him make plays. And he did 
for the most part. I mean, he had this team a 43-yard field goal away from going into overtime. They overcame a 14-0 deficit. Um, but, you know, maybe that was part of the scheme, and, and he liked the way it was going. They weren't getting beat for the deep play, uh, which he doesn't like giving up those, over, you know, those explosive plays. But, you know, I had to look at the snap count this morning to see if Fletcher Cox played. You know, I mean, he, he didn't seem – very visible at all. I don't think he showed up on the stat sheet with any tackles or anything like that. And he, he played more snaps than any defensive lineman on the field. Uh, Javon Hargrave, I thought showed up a little bit, but Brandon Graham, uh, you know, he played 33 snaps, which was an increase from previous weeks. And I don't think he did anything either. Uh, you know, maybe their job was just kind of contain and try to push the middle of that pocket. If you're Fletcher yep. Cox, but, you know, Jordan Davis to me looks like, you know, you, you should give this kid a bigger role. I mean, he's he's making plays. He had three unassisted tackles and yep. you know, he's just folding guys in half on that offensive line to get in the backfield. I mean, I think it's time to give him more of a run, you know, increase his snaps. I think he played uh thirty three of them, maybe I wrote it down. Yeah, I think the most he's ever played yesterday. Yeah, it was a career high twenty nine. He played twenty nine snaps, okay. which was more than he's played all year. So you know, hopefully he can build on that because I think he's ready for a bigger role. You'd like to see him maybe try to be out there on passing downs to push that pocket forward. Uh, I, I don't think he plays much on passing downs. He's more of a run rundown guy, but I'd like to see that role change a little bit. But I think the defensive line maybe did what it had to do with what Gannon was asking them to do yesterday. And, and I didn't see any adjustments from Gannon yesterday, but I'm sure he's made some in previous games in game. I don't know. I'd have to go back and look at the tape, as they like to say. Right. Well, uh, last drive he did. Um, he let him go. He said, "Hey, go!" But then they, you know, they beat him a couple times uh, with him getting out of the pocket. So yeah, and they called two run plays that actually helped him um, beat him also. So, and, uh, you know, that's tough. Yeah, it wasn't wasn't that the drive that last drive where Ertz was wide open? Zach Ertz is wide open and, yep, and, and overthrew him. airmails it. Yeah. Yep. I mean, that would yep. have been a big play early in that drive that would have, you know, set him up on the plus side of the field and, you know, maybe they can drive it down for a touchdown. if not an easier field goal, uh, you know, than 43 yards to tie it. So uh, yeah, that you're right. They, they let him go and the uh, cards were able to make some plays and then, and then Murray overthrows Ertz down the field deep. And I uh, I put Ertz kind of on a pedestal before the game started. I said, don't be surprised if Ertz out yardage is Goddard. Because I thought the Eagles were going to have trouble covering Ertz. I said they both get theirs because the Cardinals aren't great at covering the tight end either. But the difference between Ertz and, and Goddard is yards after catch. Yeah. And you're right. They emailed that one. Ertz might have actually been able to get some yards after catch because <laughs> he was behind the DB and his quarterback did him no favors. No. But Dallas Goddard and his ability to not only make the catch, but turn it upfield, either make a guy miss and or make him pay on a tackle. That's why Dallas Goddard has jumped into the top tight ends in the National Football League top three because he's as good at yard after catch as there is as a tight end in the NFL, Eddie. Uh, yeah, and and the Eagles know it, and I think they like to use him a lot in the screen game. You know, we see him catch those short passes out wide, and, you know, he's able to chug and pick up, you know, a first down. But that catch he made on that drive we were talking about, that long uh, end-of-the-game drive there, huge. That, that huge catch, third and 11, right? He gets open for a 16-yard gain, uh, and that was a check. You know, Jalen Hurts had to check down. He, he said he had to check out of a play that was called to to make that play happen. 
Um, but yeah, Goddard is definitely, uh, you know, the number one tight end <laughs> above Hertz. I mean, Hertz is, he might have caught that ball deep but, and maybe got some yards after the catch, like maybe three or four yards. I don't think any more than that. He's very lumbering. He's very slow at this point. Um, but we had Zach Ertz on earlier. You know, he talked to the Philly media a week ago uh, and, you know, he was asked if he can become the first tight end to go over 100 yards in a single game since 1989 for the Cardinals. 33 years, the Cardinals. Really? Have, yeah. And, I, and I'll ask you who you think it, it was. You'll never get it. It's a journey. Um, look it up. I, I would go to uh, Jackie Smith before he went to the Cowboys and dropped the touchdown That's, pass in the yeah. Super Bowl. It's a good guess. It was Rob Awalt. If you ever ooh, heard of You know him? Rob Awalt? You just yeah. made that up. No, There's no, no such player. You, you, you're, you're shitting us. <laughs> nope. Honest, look it up. He played seven years, three different teams. But he was the last tight end to go over 100 yards in a game for the Cardinals in 1989. So Ertz is asked a week ago, can you be, you know, the first tight end to do it? And then he just said yes. And then he, there was a long pause. And then he said, and I plan on doing it soon. It was Ooh. almost like a failed threat. Like, I'm coming for the Eagles. I'm going to do it this week against my old team. But it never happened. He made a few catches. <laughs> inconsequential. Never happened. I would say more than inconsequential. But uh, yeah. not, uh, if you don't get halfway to 100, you don't get credit for 100. That's yeah. damn sure. And he didn't get the 50. Yeah. Eddie, great stuff. Uh, appreciate it, bud. We'll get you on again next week. Uh, hopefully, uh, your son got off to Cali. It did. Just fine. Uh, we'll talk to you next week. Bud. All right, guys. Have a good one. Yep. Ed Kratz from Sports Illustrated here with us on uh, Birds 365. All right. Brad Brooks in for Johnny Mac. He gets to take part in a daily feature here on Birds 365 next when we put a bow on the show. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go birds! Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years, and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction. Go with trust. Go Bird! And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go Birds. Welcome to Pond Lee Hockey. We've helped over 100,000 injured and disabled workers obtain benefits, as well as some of the biggest settlements in the state. If you've been injured at work, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. 
Score and save at Southeastern PA in Delaware with Colony Pools this football season. And let the experts close your pool with a custom Merlin safety cover in green for the birds. And if you join our winter watch team, we'll give you another 20% off and Colony Pools will handle it all. Keep your tiles on your pool, not in your pool. Fly with Colony right now, birds fans. Visit flywithcolony.com. Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown's five-day used car super sale. Jeff puts an end to high prices now. Five days of the best car, truck, and SUV deals ever. Over 1,000 vehicles, every make and model. Stop overpaying. See Jeff today and get a quality car, truck, or SUV now. The five-day used car super sale. Experience how easy it is to deal at Jeff's. Nobody treats you better. Nobody gives you more. Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown. GoJeffAuto.com. Undefeated Monday. I've been saying that now for a couple of weeks. Undefeated Monday, undefeated Tuesday, undefeated Wednesday. As long as the Eagles stay undefeated, it'll be that day here. Music to my ears. Um, (laughs) And we may say it again next week after they uh, dispense with the Cowboys this week. I bet we still got six days before the big showdown uh, today for us here on Bird 365. It's a recap, and we should after a game in which Eagles – Needed a little help from a former Delaware Valley native pushing a kick wide right. Otherwise, they may still be playing. No, that's right. There's no ties. Um, but the Eagles did win. And that's the trump card that plays out over all others. They are 5-0. and What is the biggest storyline this week? Injuries are certainly part of it. Eagles side, Maddox and Mylotta, they get him back. We're assuming Kelsey, because he went back in and played, uh, duct tape him up, throw him back out there. And the Dak aspect of the Cowboys, which do you think is more intriguing? Eagles getting healthy or the Cowboy quarterback situation? I think the Cowboy quarterback situation. Um, Dak being back, I think would bold well, bold better for us. Uh, simply because, you know, he'll be rusty. You know, he come in, he won't, you know, have his whole um, – well, I mean, he has Michael Gallup back. He hasn't had Michael Gallup all season. He'll have Michael Gallup back, but, you know, he'll be a little rusty. You know, this is throwing hand, you know, hit the hand a little bit. You know, it'll it'll it'll, it'll make him think about it a little bit. So, you know, that's I, I just think it will bode better for us to have Dak. As, All right. And, and no much, no much rush necessary against Dak. So will they get after him? Will, yes. will they be able to bring the heat this Sunday against Absolutely. the Cowboy quarterback? Absolutely. And, and we can cover better than we've covered um, this Dallas team. You know, usually C.D. Lamb used to kill us. I think now we're in a situation where, yeah, I think we have a leg up. You know, we have the better we have the better cover guys. You know, as it pertains to our secondary, we're, we have we have a better secondary than they do. All right, uh, Big B. Uh, last thing, and just to uh, play to my own curiosity, you got two hours before you get together with D. Gunn and Rob Ellis on Sports Take. What are you going to do with your bad self the next two hours? Make me some breakfast. What Look What are you there. having for breakfast? I'm probably going to just you know I I just started my diet today, so I'm going I'm going um I'm going 
probably make a hamburger and an egg. <laughs> yeah, hamburger and an egg. That's it. Hamburger and an egg at 10 o'clock in the morning. I like it. Barrett, a pleasure. Always, whenever you jump in board, thanks for filling the void for us today. We'll talk to you again soon enough, and we'll be tuned in on Sports Take here on the Jacob Media YouTube channel coming up. In yes, sir. That's Barrett uh, Brooks in for Johnny Mac. Jay Mac will be back tomorrow. We'll be back here on Birds 365, starting the process of Cowboy Week tomorrow in 2 and 2. You've been listening to Birds 365, the destination for the passionate Eagles football fan who bleeds green. If it's Eagles football, we're talking about it. Debate inside the locker room and guests that are some of the greatest football minds from around the region. We hope you enjoyed the show. We know we had a blast. Make sure to like, comment, and subscribe. And we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hook up with us on social media at Jacob Sports. See you next time on Birds 365. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.